thank you for that introduction, Jordan. And, uh, and I want to thank the elders and those who were in charge of the renovation of the worship center. And we also thank our Lord that we have a such great place to worship and learn the word of God every, every Sunday or every occasion. Just a little background of myself and myself. I was born in a Christian evangelical family in Bolivia. My parents came to know the Lord Jesus as a result of the missionaries' work in Bolivia. I came to know the Lord Jesus when I was eight years old, baptized when I was 16, I started ministry in 1986, a long time ago, and lived in the U.S. Uh, since 1999 together with my family, and serving in IDC since 2005, my wife Lily, and six grown-up children, and two grandchildren. That's my family. Uh, and tonight, uh, we are going to talk about this doctrine it's a reformation doctrine that came out from the reformation as a result of the reformation. It's called the perspicuity of the scripture. But perspicuity is clarity of the scripture. We are going to talk about the clarity of the scripture. As in our Bible reading tonight, uh, in 2 Timothy 3, chapter 3, verse 14 to 17, uh, we read about this. Um, but that's, that's an important part in these verses that we read, read that we are going to tonight uh, study a little bit. And we may say the doctrine of clarity of a scripture, also known as the doctrine of perspicuity of a scripture, means that the central or main message of the Bible is clear and understandable that the Bible itself can be interpreted in its normal and literal sense. In other words, the scripture was written in such a way that all things necessary for our salvation and for our Christian life and growth are very clear there or in the scripture. Now let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for, for your word and ask for your Holy Spirit help as we open the scriptures and share it. Give us desire for your word and we may walk every day in your sanctification, our sanctification as your children. Thank you for all our Emmanuel family, give us always wisdom, help us always to walk in your path, and thank you for the renovation of our worship center, in the name of Jesus, amen. I don't know what was your first experience reading the, the Bible, but some may say that they had some difficult to understand the scripture, uh, even more, some may say, when they read the scripture, they cannot understand sometimes the meaning. Well, are parts of the scripture that are difficult to understand, as the Apostle Peter wrote in reference to Apostle Paul's writings in 2 Peter 3, 15 to 16. Uh, it says, also regard the patience of our Lord as an opportunity for salvation, just as our dear brother Paul has written to you according to the wisdom given to him, he speaks about these things, and in all his letters, in which there are some matters that are hard to understand, uh, the unthought and the unstable twist them to their own destruction, as they also do with the rest of the scriptures. Uh, Peter is stating that there are parts in the scripture that are difficult to understand, but it's not saying that it's impossible to understand, but difficult to understand. 
During the 16th century, the reformers stated the doctrine of the perspicuity of the scripture, which is the same to say the doctrine of the clarity of scripture. And we are going to talk about that tonight. We are not going, going to explain all the passages that we read tonight, but we are going to go to part of it. Um, just a little background of this doctrine, uh, clarity of a, a scripture. During the Reformation, and before that, the Roman Catholic Church taught the, that the scripture was not clear to understand, uh, which means it was obscure and difficult to understand for the ordinary people. The priests and bishops taught the Bible wasn't not clear enough and it shouldn't be trusted to the ordinary people for the interpretation of the scripture and even to read it. And one of the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church uh, is their authority for matters of practice of faith are the, the Catholic theologians, their tradition, and the scripture. They have three sources for their, uh, as authority uh, in practice of faith, of their faith. The reformers reacted to this with the sola scriptura. Only the word is the final authority for us for matters of the practice of our faith. Then it comes the five solas of the reformation, like sola scriptura, sola fide, sola gratia, solus Christus, soli deo gloria, as we say in English, faith alone, Christ alone, grace alone, scripture alone, and for the glory of God alone. As a matter of God, the scriptures, or matter of fact, the scriptures, or the Bible wasn't available for everybody as it is today in that time. Mostly the Roman Catholic Church clergy had access to them, and it was also translated into Latin. In reaction to this, the reformers stated the doctrine that is known as the perspicu perspicuity of the scriptures, um, as we are going to talk tonight. Uh, what happened back in the 16th century, that the Roman Catholic Church considered only itself as the one to interpret the, the scripture. But contrary to this affirmation, the scripture affirms its own clarity. In Psalms 19.05, this is one of my favorites, favorites in Spanish, but in English says, your word is a lamp for my feet and the light on my path. The scripture is stating its own clarity because there are passages like this and the second Timothy 3.15 to 17, what, which we read at the beginning. Um, Men of God like John Wycliffe in 1382 translated the, the scripture completely from the original languages to, to English. Later, William Tyndale also in 1525 and 1535 and others. Uh, the doctrine of the clarity of the scripture had its influence uh, in the translation of the scripture in several languages considered by that time vernacular languages. Uh, also, King James Version came in 1611, uh, English Standard Version in 2001, and Cassiodoro de Zeina finished translating the Bible into Spanish in September 26, 1569. Later, 1602, Cipriano de Valera published a Cassiodoro de Zeina version. Since then, the most known version in Spanish is the version Zeina Valera uh, six, 1960. That's the Bible we normally use in Spanish. 
That the point is that the doctrine of clarity of scripture had its influence in the translation of the Bible. And the Bible became the most translated book in history. Many men of God dedicated their lives to translate the scripture to languages, dialects, spoken in several parts of the world. I remember when I was growing up in Bolivia, I was probably nine years old, a missionary came, I don't know from where, I don't know, but he came to translate the Bible into Quechua. Quechua is my native language. I learned Spanish at school. My dad's use will also talk to me in Quechua. I understand very well. I cannot speak very well Quechua, but I understand very well. And he came to translate, this missionary came to translate the Bible in Quechua. That was his mission. It took like probably three years translating the scripture. I remember that day when he brought the Bible in Quechua and the people may read directly the word of God, they may understand the word of God. Clarity of the scripture promoted, in some sense, the translation of the scripture to several languages. The Westminster Catechism, chapter 1, 7, and later the Second London Baptist Confession restates about the clarity of the scripture. It says, all things in the scripture are not alike plain in themselves, or alike clear unto all. Yet those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly profound and open in some place of a scripture or other that not only the learned but the unlearned in a due use of the ordinary means may attain unto a sufficient understanding of them. The same as our constitution, by laws, uh, we have the clarity of the scripture implied in our preamble. We say, we say the teaching of Emmanuel Bible Church is based on the scriptures, and it needs to be normal, literal, grammatical, historical, systematic. It's talking about the, the way we interpret the scripture. Now we can say that the doctrine of the clarity of the scripture or perspicuity of the scripture means that the scripture was written in such a way that all things necessary for our salvation and for our Christian life and growth are very clear stated there. Well, the Bible affirms its own clarity. The Old Testament affirms this, its own clarity. In Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 7, says, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. It's saying that these words, they should repeat, the, people should repeat to their children. If the children are, are going to repeat these words, that means that the scripture is clear, has its own clarity. As, uh, as we read before at the beginning. The same as Deuteronomy 30, 11 to 14, this command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. And it's saying more things uh, beyond that, but 
It is a stating that is, is clear. It is not beyond your reach. You can understand the scripture. The scripture has clarity. And again, Psalm 19.7, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. Again, it's a stating about the clarity of the scripture in the Old Testament. Psalm uh, 119.05, the same as we read before, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light in my path. That's the, what the Old Testament states about the clarity of the scripture. It's not something that wasn't in the scripture, it was always in the scripture. The, also, the New Testament talks about the clarity of the scripture. When the Lord Jesus was asked questions, he never said the Old Testament was not clear. Instead, he rebuked the people asking them questions because they didn't understand the, the scriptures. In Matthew 12, 3, 5, when the disciples were observed for picking and eating some heads of grain, and the Lord said to the son, that, that the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, he said, he said to them, haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? He said, haven't you read what David He's not given another option. Right? Don't you read? The scripture is clear. You need to read the scripture. Matthew 21, 42. In the parable of the vineyard owner, vineyard uh, owner referring to his rejecting people of Israel, Jesus said, have you never read in the scriptures? He's referring to them that they should read the scriptures. If they can read the scriptures, the scriptures are clear. Uh, Matthew 22, 31. Some Sadducees, when came to the Lord asking about the resurrection, now concerning to the resurrection, that's what he says, verse 31, uh, of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? Haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? The scripture saying clearly is, is affirming its clarity. It is clear. But there are some qualifications to understand the scripture. If we read 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the unbeliever does not welcome what comes from God's spirit because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually by the unbeliever. This is what is talking this verse. In the ESV, it says, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. They need to know the Lord in order to understand the Scripture. It's a, it's a qualification. 2 Corinthians 3, 14, 16, but their minds are closed for, for to this day. At the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains, and it is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Even to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. If you come to the Lord, if you know the Lord, 
then it's, it's saying it's, the Bible is going to be understood. That's the clarity of the scripture. There are some qualifications to understand the Bible. Then that means that in order to understand the scripture, turning the Lord Jesus Christ in faith is necessary because that means the desire to obey God. And it's also true, Romans 8, 29 to 30, it's talking about that also. But the scriptures uh, are, very, are, are very important to know this. Uh, what the clarity of the scripture means then. The scripture needs to be read not just once, but needs to be read continually. Like Joshua 1, 8 says, this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite, recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it, for then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. It's not talking about just reading once the scripture, but we need to read continually the scripture. Then we, we may say that's what the clarity of the scripture means. It is not just reading once at once, but we need to read more and more time, more times to understand. The other thing is in Ezra 7.10, the scripture needs some effort to be understood. Now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, obey it and teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. That means that we need to put some effort to understand the scripture. It is clear, but we need to decide something as Ezra did. The scripture can be understood with the use of ordinary means. In 1 Corinthians 14, 10, 11, and 16 talks about that. Today we can find a lot of resources, Bible dictionaries, commentaries, that can help us to understand the scripture. Then we should take in consideration those resources to help us to understand the scripture. Then in James 1, 22, 25, the scripture can be understood if the believer is willing to obey God. Uh, verse 22 says, but the doers, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself, yourselves, because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking for his own face in a mirror, for he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom, um, perseveres in it, and it is not a forgetful hearer, but one who does good works. This person will be blessed and what, in what he does. Then when we go to the scripture, the clarity of the scripture means that people wanting to understand the scripture, they need to go ready to obey the word of God. The scripture can be also understood with the help of the Holy Spirit. We cannot just understand for ourselves. That goes to the doctrine of illumination. Then we read the Psalm 19, 18, 119, 18, open my eyes so that I may contemplate wonderful things from your instruction. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to understand the scripture. And that's what the clarity of the scripture means. When a person is a believer, 
this person has the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to help to understand the Scripture. And we need the help of the Holy Spirit to understand the Scripture. The Scripture can be understood, but not without human misunderstanding. We are not... Uh, let's read Luke 24, 44, 45. When the Lord resurrected, he said these words to his disciples. Then he told them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. There are things that are not going to understand immediately, as the disciples did. They didn't know many things, especially when the Lord Jesus was there. But he explained that things that spoke, he spoke to them before, but later he, they understood because he opened their minds to understand. And that's going to happen also to us. Uh, we are going to understand the scripture. Uh, sometimes not completely, but we are going to understand um, the scripture. The scripture can be understood not in its totality. We are not going to perhaps understand everything. Uh, but as Hebrews 5.14 says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who, whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. More mature, more understanding of the scripture because we are more ready to obey the word of God. That's what he's saying then we may say the scriptures are firm that is able to be understood not all at once but reading continually. It requires some effort with the use of ordinary means with the help of the Holy Spirit and not without human misunderstanding and not in its totality. Then we may say the doctrine of clarity of scripture also known as the doctrine of perspicuity of the scripture means that the central or main message of the Bible is clear and understandable, that the Bible itself can be interpreted in its normal and literal sense. The scripture was written in a such way that all things necessary for our salvation and for our Christian life and growth are very clear there. That's the clarity of the scripture. I guess that's a thing many people sometimes don't find in their lives when they read the scripture. They may say this is difficult to understand. But perhaps they need first the Lord Jesus in their lives, the author of the scripture, the Holy Spirit living in their lives to understand the scripture. Let's pray. Father, we pray to you that we can always come to your word knowing its clarity that we are not going to be able to understand all at once, but reading it continually. We know that it requires some effort from our part. We may use the great resources we have available. And the most of all, we ask you for the help of your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, our guide, our comforter, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. And now, a parting word from Pastor Jesse. If you have any questions about what you heard today, 
Or if you want to learn more about what it means to follow Christ, please visit our church website, emmanuelbible.church. If you're not a member of a local church and you live in the Washington, D.C. area, we'd love to have you worship with us here at Emmanuel. I hope to personally meet you this Sunday after our service. But no matter where you live, it's our hope that everyone who uses this resource is involved in their own local church. Now may God bless you this week as you seek Jesus constantly, serve the Lord faithfully, and share the gospel boldly.